definitely do take advantage of opportunities and try new things. Even if you're nervous, nervous is good. And just try everything. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey, listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Small Minded Podcast. I am pumped to bring in my social media intern, Nora. She is also my godchild, my cousin, the godmother of my son. So we have like so many interconnected things, but she is just a really, really cool, cool person. So I expected her to come in and share with us a little bit about growing up in a small town, the high school education she received, and how sometimes when we think about small town education, we can stereotype it as being limited or not giving kids enough opportunities, where in actuality, kids have a ton of opportunities, especially in uh, Cascade High School, which is where Nora attended. And she's going to tell us all about how she was able to graduate with 42 credits of college credits how she was able to be active and participate in the lots of extracurricular activities while also managing jobs and coursework and class loads. And I think you're going to be very impressed by just her poise and her maturity and the way she presents herself and her really ambitious, driven attitude. And I'm just so proud of her. And I'm so excited to have her energy and positivity and insights here on the podcast today. So It's not your usual business take by any means, but it is a super fun conversation about what kids think about and how kids make decisions. And I think you're just going to love Nora as much as I do. So without further ado, we welcome Nora Noonan to the podcast. Welcome to Small Minded, Nora. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Molly. Nora is so, so awesome. She is not only, well, as everybody I'm sure heard in the intro already, not only is she my godchild and so cute and so nice and sweet and perfect and working for MKM, but also she has agreed to sit down with us today and talk about her education in a small town. So thanks for joining us for this topic. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, Nora, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and what's coming up in your life because it's a big couple of weeks. Uh, okay, um, I'm Nora. I live in Bernard, Iowa. It was about 30 minutes from Cascade, which is where I went to school. I'm going to Loris College in about a week. <laughs> I move in in a week and I work multiple jobs. MKM is one of them. Yeah, that's about where I'm at right now. Awesome. What are you pursuing at Loris College for your degree? I will be taking up public relations and marketing. Oh my gosh. And do you have experience in these career fields, Nora? 
It's like I work for MKM. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh, what a smart move. <laughs> oh, okay. It's early. Me and Nora are just trying to get into the day. So listener, thanks for sticking in. Please don't go to the next podcast. I promise we're getting to the good stuff. <laughs> All right. Nora, can you tell us a little bit about, in case listeners aren't from around here, can you tell us a little bit about what your education looked like? Like start us off with preschool. Where did you attend? What was your class sizes, things like that, and go all the way up to high school? Okay. I went to elementary school at Bernard Elementary and at Bernard, it went from preschool up till fourth grade. And then I would transfer schools for fifth and sixth grade up to a bigger school in Cascade where the high school was. And then from there, you went from Cascade Elementary to the high school for junior high and high school. And so it was um, lots of different schools, but that was just, that's the normal around here. But it was lots of small schools though. So I got the, I definitely got the small town experience. Yeah. And you were talking about how Bernard for your preschool through fourth grade years was a small school. That's because Bernard is a really small community, but for a lot of years, they were able to keep their own school, which was really, really cool. So like how many kids were in your class in those years at Bernard, Nora? I think 10 max. (laughs) I was the only girl for up until I think like second grade. But it was fine. I made lots of friends, lots of boyfriends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a good experience. And yeah, just to paint the experience. picture, like Bernard Elementary is like, it was the small little school. It was like, a in the middle mid, of nowhere. Like, yeah, like 1960s build probably. And literally there was cows in a pasture outside the classroom windows. Like this isn't an exaggeration. Like there were cows right outside the window and like a small little playground. There was a baseball field behind the school and a lot of open green space. And yeah, then town of Bernard is like, maybe, maybe 500 people, maybe not, but super small. So what are some of the moments that stick out to you in elementary school coming from that, like small, like very personal class sizes? Like, is there anything that sticks out to you that you're like, dang, I'm really glad I got to attend a small school like that? Yeah, I think definitely the connections I made with my classmates, because like, even though obviously like we moved on to bigger schools, I think it was always like during homecoming, when you're taking pictures with people, you're like, we want a picture of the Bernard crew, because Obviously, like in any class, you're going to make friends that you grow up with and you're going to be best friends with for a lifetime. But it just I just feel like the connections are so much stronger in a smaller class because they're family. And Mm -hmm. so even when we were going off to college, it's just crazy to me to think that these people who like their families are obviously friends with my families. And in that small of a town, you're all friends. Okay. So then when you graduated from fourth grade, was there like a big ceremony and like an event and stuff like that? Yeah. In our school gym, you wore your graduation cap and you walked down the little aisle in in the middle of the folding chairs. (laughs) (laughs) So excited. You get to move off to Cascade. 
I think I attended your fourth grade graduation. Actually, <laughs> I remember going, I think I had Aiden with me. All right. So the move from fourth grade to fifth grade, you switched over to Cascade, which is like the way that the district is set up. Like there are these feeder schools. So these elementary schools feed into middle schools, which feed into high schools. And so the way it was structured at the time was that this elementary school fed into another elementary school because with population sizes and class sizes shifting, you just happened to be in the middle of that changeover. So you went from fourth grade at Bernard, like we said, super small to Cascade, which is still a small town, but it's a little bigger school size, like approximately how many kids were in your class when you went into fifth grade. Yeah. So from Bernard, I probably had 10 kids in my class, but I think Cascade changed that to probably about 30. So about tripled in class size for sure. And then were there other girls in your class when you went into fifth grade? (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot more girls in my class. (laughs) Finally, not just boys. Yeah. (laughs) What was that transition like when you went from being super small school? Like you said, everybody knew everybody, not only in the school, but in the town, you felt like a family. Was that a hard transition to make? Do you remember going from fourth to fifth? Like, did you have any anxieties about it or was it difficult once you started? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I think it was easier for some kids than others. I think it all depended on what you were involved in when you're in elementary school and stuff, because I was not really involved in sports and stuff. And so if you live in Bernard, you obviously do your sports in Cascade. And so I was never really exposed to that or exposed to the kids at the elementary school. So I think the transition was harder for me because I was kind of starting from the ground up and I didn't really have any friends there yet. But I'd say for some of the other kids in my class, it was perfectly fine because they already had friends in there. But obviously it was scary, but ended up working out fine. (laughs) Good. Were there like new things and opportunities that you were able to explore once you went to this larger school? I'd say just more people because at elementary school, there's not really many opportunities for anything out there, but I'd say, yeah, more people and more friends. Awesome. Okay. So then you had fifth and sixth grade at the elementary level, and then you transitioned over for junior high and high school at at Cascade high school. So then in sixth grade, did you have another graduation ceremony? (laughs) We had another graduation ceremony. Oh my gosh. Okay. Listener, if you're doing a tally system, Nora has had two graduations by the time she's in sixth grade. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. So tell me then when you made the move from elementary school over to the high school, what were some of the biggest changes that you experienced when you made that jump from sixth grade to seventh grade? School size is definitely one of them. Obviously, there was lots more older kids (laughs) and people to pick on me. Oh no. Oh, like older cousins and stuff. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I would say definitely opportunities too. junior high. You could participate in activities. If you wanted to, there's a few opportunities in there. Um, sports. I was never really a sports kid, but I tried out speech in junior high. That was really fun. Definitely and then was it a change over to like going from sixth grade to seventh grade? Like, did you have more teachers? I think like that's when you had to have like a schedule where you had to transition between classes and abide yep. by the bell and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That was definitely the time of 
the schedule and the high school atmosphere, but just junior high, pretty much. We had our own little hallway that we had to jump from classroom to classroom. That's how junior. So it was like a taste of high school, but you're in your own wing so that it wasn't so overwhelming all at once. Pretty much. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So then by the time you're, we're going to fast forward a little bit, we'll come back and talk more about your high school experience. But we said in Bernard, you had 10 kids in your class. When you went to Cascade Elementary, you had 30 kids in your class. Now this year you graduated. What was the class size that you graduated with Nora? This year I graduated with about 60. Okay. So still small school by a lot of people's standards, but much bigger than the one you started at. So you've been able to experience schools at a lot of different sizes. And in Iowa, schools are classified by their size. What is Iowa's school size? Cascade school size? I think we're 2A. Okay. So A is the smallest and it goes all the way up to, I believe, 4A or 5A for the metro school. So Cascade Falls, like right in the middle along Mm -hmm. where Iowa schools are. So 60 kids in your class. Tell me now a little bit more about when you were in high school, when you finally had the doors open to you to ninth grade and you were able to have classes around the whole school, not just in your little wing. What were some of the best experiences? We'll break it down. So what were some of the best experiences you had as far as extracurriculars or clubs and things that you were able to be a part of in your high school years? I would say definitely... I was in speech and drama. Those were my two babies (laughs) in student council and student council. And I think the best memories were honestly, drama is always my favorite. And so I think standing on stage with like, you'd make obviously new friends throughout the season, but standing on stage at the end, when all of your guys' like hard work is paid off and just doing what you love was definitely probably will always be one of the best memories in my life. Just cause you just make friends that you wouldn't expect. If you like singing and dancing, like that doesn't have to be your only like interest. And so you'd have kids from the basketball team that try out for the drama club, which was awesome by the way. And then you'd have kids who wait all year for this and go out and you have just anybody can, anybody can do it. So it was definitely those drama experiences for sure. I think. And I love that too, like going and watching you guys in this most recent performance you had this spring, like seeing kids who maybe in the hallways or in classrooms, they're quiet or you don't recognize them. And then they open their mouth to like sing for their solo. And it's like, Oh my gosh, who is that kid? Like they did great. And I think that that really allows kids the opportunity to show off their talents in a lot of ways, even if they're not like you said, like you weren't very sporty or you weren't very into it, but drama is where you could thrive. And I think it's awesome to have opportunities like that for kids. Yeah, did you I always agree. know you liked public speaking and being on stage or was that something you kind of grew into? Uh, I'd say at the beginning of my freshman year, I was kind of trying to figure out like who I was (laughs) just like anybody, but I was forced by my mom to take a communications class and I did not want to take it because it was with a high school, like the high school teacher who'd be with me the next four years, our English teacher. And I was really scared. 
but I took it anyway because she told me to. And <laughs> I think that class honestly kind of pushed me into it because I realized that talking in front of people really isn't that big of a deal. So I learned that I liked that from that. And then I tried speech and I liked that. And so then drama just kind of flowed with it too. And I love singing and dancing. So it all worked <laughs> out. So from freshman year, did you know like speech and drama was where you wanted to like focus your energies or did you try other things over the years too? Yeah, I tried a lot of things. Um, in junior high, I don't think I mentioned this, but I tried like junior high track. <laughs> Not my thing. <laughs> and <laughs> I've never really been a sporty person. And so I kind of knew that I liked I liked musicals. And so I was like, oh, I'll probably do drama. And I'd always had an interest in student council, but obviously in junior high, we didn't really have that opportunity. So I knew I'd want to get involved with that at some point. And then junior high speech, I tried to. And so I think those things kind of just flowed. And I kind of just knew that that was kind of my personality. And I knew they kind of aligned. So I tried them out and I ended up loving all three of them. So awesome. So we talked about extracurriculars. What were some of the classes that as you look back on your four years of high school, what were some of the courses that you took that stick with you as your favorites? Yeah. So I mentioned before that communications class, that was super fun. It was basically just making different types of speeches. And that kind of flowed into public speaking too, which ended up being a college credit class for me. Basically just learning how to work a crowd and make a speech and prepare it and give it. So I think those classes really help me, especially when I'm, if I plan to go into marketing someday, you, you need to be able to just even in life too, you need to be able to market yourself. So I think mm -hmm. that those classes definitely helped me out and I ended up really enjoying them. Awesome. You mentioned college credit courses and something that's very unique about Cascade High School is the proximity to two community colleges, Northeast Iowa Community College in Piasta and Kirkwood Community College, their Jones County Regional location in Monticello. So the high school has set up partnerships with these community colleges so that kids at the high school level can get college credits for the courses that they take during the school day. They don't have to pay for them, but they can graduate with Nora, how many college credits are you graduating with? It's amazing. I'm graduating with 42. Which is so wild. Like a typical course load of a semester for college is 15. So Nora is going to be nearly three semesters in before she's even gotten on campus at Loris, which is just phenomenal. So can you tell us a little bit more about your experience taking these college credit courses and do you see that they are a benefit? Did you like having that opportunity or just tell us what you, your thoughts are? Yeah. So basically I cannot say enough good things about the college credit process in our high school. So basically um, starting your sophomore year at Cascade High School, you could start taking college credit courses through our teachers. And so they offer select classes that you can take that give you college credit. Um, whether the teacher got their degree through NICC or Kirkwood, whether that's where the course is through, but basically you can get college credit through that. But then also when you're a senior 
and a junior, I believe, too. You can take classes directly through Kirkwood. And so my classes were during COVID. And so a lot of mine were through like face-to-face Zooms, which was really nice. But I could not speak more highly of them. It's amazing. And the teachers were amazing. And it was a great opportunity to get me jump started into what the college life is going to be without everything changing at once. So I know I can handle the college course load while also living at home and being a high schooler, you know? Yeah. Kind of like dipping your toe into the waters. Mm-hmm, trying for to sure. Know. So were these college credit courses structured knowing that there was high school kids in them or was it structured just like a college class would be where it's like you have a syllabus, you have deadlines, and then you have to meet those and they don't take into account your age. I think that our teachers, they did a good job of doing both. I would say that they made it very clear at the beginning of the year that if you're going to be taking these classes, you need to be committed to them and we're not going to be taking it easy on you. But at the same time, like if you have a soccer game that day, they're not going to say, okay, you can't miss class because you have a soccer game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they definitely had some excuses for us just because we are in high school and they understand that they didn't want to be too hard on us, but they definitely made sure that we understood that if you're going to be taking these classes, don't be messing around because your school is paying for them and we're not paying for you to waste your time. Pretty much. Yeah. So you didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. Like you have these college credits under your belt and it was at no extra cost to you. Yeah. 42 college credits and I paid zero. That is amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the benefits and takeaways that you feel that you personally have had because you've had that ability to take these college credit courses? Do you see that gave you a leg up going into your college years? Yeah, I definitely would say that the experience for sure made me realize that college really isn't as scary as I thought it was. And (laughs) that the professors in college are the same as your teachers at school. They're going to be understanding and they're not, they're not brick walls, I guess. I don't know. I was just afraid that college professors are going to be so much more strict, but I think they're, they're people too. And I also think that it gave me a lot of time to explore because I took a few classes that I wasn't really sure about just because they worked with my schedule. But I think Although they were worth credit, I think at the same time, I learned a lot from them too. I wasn't just doing the schoolwork. I was actually like experiencing them too. Like I took a how college works class and (laughs) it got me college credit. I don't know how much. I don't think it was worth very much, but at the same time, I learned so much and it made me so much more prepared by far. Awesome. So a lot of these courses that you took, were they like, in the gen ed field, like were they your English, your math, your stuff like that? Or did you get the chance to like do some specific coursework around what your major is going to be? Things like that. Yeah, I definitely stuck with the gen ed route. I think I probably could have, there was a liberal arts Academy, which is what I did, but you could have done like diesel mechanic Academy. And so when you started, you could have probably chose what you wanted to, where you wanted to go. But I kind of stuck with gen eds because At the time, I wasn't really sure what Loris required, and I knew that I would need these gen eds at the end of the day anyway, so I just did them through Loris so I could have that done with, so. 
I'm intrigued by what you said about like diesel mechanics. So for some of those kids who maybe are looking into like maybe a more labor intense career, like they're looking into diesel mechanics, maybe they're looking into an ag degree or maybe some kind of like woodworking, things like that. So there are college credit courses that they can take for those interests as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So what was really cool about the diesel mechanics is what I had heard is you're basically working. Like you're not sitting in a classroom, you're working on actual cars at Kirkwood, getting real life experience, doing these, like doing your coursework. It's, it was really cool from what I understood. So coursework, or it counts as coursework, but then you're getting like the hands-on like application so that when you enter the workforce, you know what you're doing. That's really cool. Super cool. All right. So we've talked about some of the extracurriculars. We've talked about some of your favorite classes. Were there any specific like teachers or moments that you interacted with adults at the school that influenced you or you look back on positively in your time at Cascade High School? Yeah, for sure. I definitely had teachers. What I appreciated about a small school is the teachers that you just know that your teachers care about you. And I think I was extremely fortunate to have a lot of those connections with a lot of my teachers, either through activities or my classes with them. I think that I was able to just grow connections that are going to go a lot further than just second block. (laughs) So (laughs) I was really lucky. And I made obviously connections with my teachers who were doubles as my coaches. Obviously, I think those are probably the strongest bonds, but I'm, yeah, I'm definitely grateful for the teachers that showed that they cared, which ended up being most kids or most of the teachers at our school. That's great. All right. And then you alluded to this at the beginning, but not only were you involved in extracurriculars, not only were you taking college credit and alongside your regular high school classes, but you also said that you have multiple jobs that you're balancing. So Nora, can you tell us a little bit about why you thought it was important for yourself to have a job outside of school and outside of your extracurriculars? Yeah, so I definitely decided early on that I, it was very clear that I needed to have a job <laughs> during high school. Whether uh, that was uh, clear to yourself or like, yeah, his parents. <laughs> yeah, whether it was my parents' decision, I needed a job. And so I started off babysitting. I babysat for Molly's kids for a while. Then I grew into waitressing at a local restaurant in Cascade shout out to gingers (laughs) (laughs) um and I started waitressing there which is really good experience I was very nervous to start at first because waitressing is very hands-on and so it's not like you can sit behind a desk and like talk over the phone it's very person to person you're working to satisfy somebody else and so I was very nervous about that but it ended up working out great people great place love it And so after that, I was in high school and I started an internship class where basically I could pick somewhere and the teacher would contact them to see, basically I would go from two o'clock in the afternoon till about four o'clock. I could take time out of my school day to go somewhere and intern with them. 
basically anywhere I wanted. And I was trying to think of ideas and I kind of knew I wanted to go on to PR and marketing, but I wasn't really sure. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do a radio station. So random. Don't know how it happened, but I think somebody might've suggested it to me, but I was like, you know, that sounds kind of interesting. And so I ended up interning for KDST in Dyersville, our local radio station here. And I realized that it was really cool, but wasn't for me. But I'm really glad that I tried it. Internships are great. <laughs> um, and then I moved into MKM and I'm still waitressing. So I have, yeah, I have a few experiences. And I clip fence for my dad because he owns a Noonan fencing company. So you've got the waitressing side that you've worked at that's giving oh. you like the customer service, like you talked about, that's in real time, face to face, dealing with people. You're working with MKM now after the radio station to kind of explore the marketing side and see where you want to take this career path. And then you've got, which I love, the hands-on, like labor intense, working with actual installing fence. So what's your job at the fencing company? Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. So basically I only do it during the summer, me and my sister do. And basically we install farm fence, our family does. And so you have like a metal post on a barbed wire fence and you got to make sure that the wire sticks to the metal post. So you put this little metal thing on there and that's our job. It's about six clips of post and yeah, it's, it's very labor intensive, but it's okay. It gets me a good tan. It makes me appreciate air conditioning at MKM. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that you have taken the opportunity to try out these very different jobs because you've learned, like like you said, different things and different skills at each one of these positions that you've held. And it's given you an appreciation for the various careers that people have. And I think that's something that's really unique to a small town because not a lot of people, if you live in a big community, can go to school, go to practice, and then go to the restaurant. And then the next day they wake up and go install clips on fences. Like, I feel like that's (laughs) such a small town story, Nora. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely super glad that I branched out and tried all those things because I think at the end of the day, it made me learn a lot about myself and realize that these opportunities are going to help me so much down the road and made me just give me so many connections that I wouldn't have had if I didn't try them. And I know that at the end of the day, even though I'm not with KDST anymore, if I wanted another internship or if I wanted to try out a job there, I could because they know me and I have worked with them before. So I don't know, just, I am very glad that I tried out all these things. Oh, I think that's a great point to make because like, not only is it about the skills that you take away, but it's also about the people that you've met and the connections that you've established. So yeah, just like you said, in a small town, like it's important to have these relationships and these people you can call upon if you need a reference or if you're looking for a summer position or something like that. So yeah, definitely a lot of advantages to having these part-time jobs. Did it ever get hard for you to balance the school and the extracurriculars and the work? Definitely. It was definitely, it still is a struggle to be able to balance all these things, but at the same time, that's a part of life. Being able to figure out your schedule. And I think I just basically learned those skills at a younger age than most people. But I 
I had to learn what was important to me. And so definitely when I had three jobs at the beginning of the summer, I had to figure out, okay, while I love all these jobs and I know that they need me at the end of the day, my mental health is more important. (laughs) So I ended up having to make a few changes to my schedule and have some big kid conversations. And I think at the end of the day, that was really beneficial to me because now I know what I can handle and what I can't and that it is okay to say no every once in a while. Uh, That was definitely, I think, the hardest pill to swallow, just knowing that I cannot do everything because I do like, I love helping others and I don't like disappointing people. Nobody does, but I think definitely it took a while, but I think I'm getting there. That is a very um, mature attitude to have as an 18 year old. I feel like, because as a 34 year old, I still don't like disappointing people either. And I have a hard time saying no. And if somebody approaches me about like joining this committee or that committee, I used to say yes, because I felt too guilty to ever say no, I'm getting better at it. Kind of like you said, you are too. But I feel like at the age that you're at to already know, like there are things that I have to prioritize. There are things I have to say no to. There are things that I have to like maybe structure my day differently to make room for these things that are really important. I think that is just a huge advantage that you're going to take with you going into this next phase of your life because you've had all these opportunities over the years. Yeah, definitely. I can totally agree with that. Are there any other takeaways that you've had from like, growing up in a small town or having your first school experiences in small communities that you think really give you a leg up as you now enter this adult phase of your life? Yeah, I'd say I'm definitely just glad that I took a chance and took risks because definitely with those internships, that's kind of a risky thing to be doing. I mean, I knew nothing about the things I was going into. I knew nothing about radio producing. I knew nothing about online marketing, but I knew at the end of the day that I was interested in those things and reaching out to those people and asking if they'd want help or just seeing if they could use me was definitely a risk. But I think at the end of the day, I am, I am so grateful that I took those chances because even from working with you, I've had so many opportunities to connect with local people like um, one of the women that we met through your, um, does it empower her? Yes. Through empower her. I saw her at, um, the restaurant I worked at last night and I was talking to her about all of her new lines and stuff. And I was like, I know you, it's just, I don't know. It's super cool. And I just already see the, the benefits to it. And I'm just super grateful that I took a chance and it's going to give me more opportunities in school too. Cause yeah, I'm already on a marketing committee. I haven't even gotten to school yet. And I'm already on a marketing committee for one of my scholarship groups, pretty much. And I haven't even, yeah, it's just crazy. I haven't even made it on campus yet. And I'm already marketing for somebody. I'm like, geez, this is taking your skill sets and putting them to work. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Just a couple more questions. And then we're going to wrap it up with what I like to call our small talk round. So you just alluded to this a little bit, but you said the next stage of adulthood takes you to Loris. And are there any of the things that you did in high school, be it extracurriculars, working outside of school, networking with others that you're going to continue to do once you've reached college? 
Yes. So basically that scholarship program I was just talking about is the Loris College Civic Leaders. And it's basically a group where we go into the community and volunteer a lot of our time while also like learning about the community. And so I'll be taking up that and I'll be on their marketing committee. So that's kind of my best of both worlds. I think um, I am so excited about it. Honestly, I probably would have joined it even if it wasn't a scholarship thing, because at the end of the day, I would like to end up in the nonprofit area in my career. And so that was a really great opportunity. And I'm so excited to get onto campus and actually get started with that, because I think I'll make so many connections through that program that, which luckily I'm going to Dubuque and I would like to end up in Dubuque someday with like growing my family and stuff. And so I think there's a great chance that I could get a job through that. And so I am extremely, extremely excited to be able to network and make connections because it's all about who you know. So there you go. There you go. Yes. Um, Okay. And then the last question, what advice would you give to kids who are in high school right now? Like as they're entering the new school year, what would you tell a kid that they should do or not do? Okay. um, Definitely do take advantage of opportunities and try new things. Even if you're nervous, nervous is good. And just try everything. If you think you're not a sports person, try sport. It's really not that big of a deal. Worst case scenario, you're on JV <laughs> and you have fun. And <laughs> I don't know. I just think I, throughout high school, I obviously made a lot of friends and like from different groups and stuff. And there's a friend of mine who ended up going out for drama his last year of high school. And he had always been in basketball and um, he was just known to be an athletic kid. And his last year of high school, he went out for drama and he ended up getting like one of the lead spots. <laughs> and he ended up telling me, he's like, Nora, I cannot explain. I wish I would have done this all four years. He's like, I was always so scared, but this year I decided, I decided to just do it. He's had a few friends who were doing it. And he's like, I just wish I would have done this because it's such an amazing experience. And I've made so many new friends and I just wish I would have done it sooner. And so even if you don't think that you'd be interested in it, just try it. Worst case scenario, you just don't do it the next year. And so Mm -hmm. I would say definitely that. Definitely, I think, do not let your last name define you. And so I think in a small town, it's very easy to feel like your last name and who you are related to put you in this little bubble and let you box you in and kind of manipulate what you do in high school. I was lucky because I never had any older siblings. So I was able to kind of, while I had family and like other people that were related to me in my school, I was still able to go out and kind of make a name for myself. But I think some families who have older siblings and stuff, they kind of just let what they did manipulate what they do. And I would say definitely try your best to not let that happen and try your own thing. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to live in your older sibling spotlight forever. And yeah, so just try your own thing and push through it. (laughs) 
I love that because yeah, in a small town, people, a lot of times, yeah, will associate you by your last name or they'll say like, who's your grandpa. And then you have to like, say who your grandpa is. And then they're like, Oh, I know who. So then they like formulate an opinion of you, but they don't even know you. And I love that you said that, like people don't have to just do what's always been done. They can try new things. They can do what lights their fire and just give it a shot. Cause like you said, the worst thing that can happen is you don't like it. And then you just don't do it the next time. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I think that's what honestly led to a lot of stress and confusion with my own friends, just because they were trying to figure out who they were without their older siblings telling them what to do. And so I would just, yeah, I would just elaborate. Just don't let your last name define you pretty much. So wise beyond your years, Nora. All right. We are going to enter the small talk round. These are just questions at the top of my head. I didn't write them down. I'll show you proof. Like no questions written down. Uh, They're just going to pop into my head and then we're going to go from there. So are you ready? Yes. Perfect. Number one, what are you most excited about being on your own at Loris next year? Meeting new people. I'm definitely excited to meet new people. Um, move in with my roommate and experience all the things. It's going to be interesting being out on my own. I'm a little nervous about it, but I'll be fine. Because I don't know, I didn't say this, but my family is just me, my sister and my parents. And so obviously, we're very close. And so I think that's going to be an adjustment too, not being with them every day and not seeing my little sister, but I think it'll be fine. I'm only 30 minutes away. Dubuque's not that far from me, so I'll be fine. But I'm excited to meet new people and be out on my own, I think, for sure. You'll be great. Yeah, you're not too far out. (gasps) All right, question number two. What's your favorite snack? Cheese and crackers. (laughs) Oh, yes. What's your favorite cracker? Like I could get into cracker specifics all day. Um, I like Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers with um, like a big block of cheese just cut up. Ooh. <laughs> right off the right cooler. Oh, baby. Uh, I know what I'm getting you for a welcome to college gift. <laughs> Stack your pantry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. What is on your bucket list for your four years at college? Is there something that you're like, it doesn't have to be academic. It can be academic, but is there like one thing that you have in your mind that you're like, I want to get this thing done or do this thing in the next four years? I really want to intern with, like right now, my biggest goal is to intern with the Greater Dubuque Community Foundation. I'm such a nerd and I'm always thinking about work, but I really want to get in there because I want to see all that they have to offer. And I kind of see myself, if I could end up in there someday, I kind of see myself loving it. And so that's my biggest goal right now is to get in there and intern there too. Cause why not throw another internship in there, Molly? <laughs> oh, only if it doesn't mean you're leaving me. Otherwise, I can't be a good reference. Don't put me on your reference page. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Question number four. What's your favorite thing to do on the weekend? Ooh, non-work related. Okay. Um, I would say kayaking or trying new things. 
the other day we went to a new like aqua park about 30 minutes from my house and that was pretty cool I really enjoyed that but kayaking is definitely one of my big summertime things my sister and I will go out like at 10 o'clock in the morning and we go paddling and it's so relaxing and you get a nice tan from it so definitely kayak. <laughs> I have two more questions question number five what was your favorite Halloween costume you've ever had Ooh, that's a good question. I would say one year I dressed up as one of the pink ladies from Greece. Adorable. Definitely that one. Were you Sandy from Greece one time too? I was Sandy. Yes. Okay. That was the one I had in my head. I was like, I hope she says Sandy from Greece. Yes. All right. Question number six. What's your favorite quote? Okay, this is going to sound, <laughs> okay, this is kind of funny. My dad is a very hardworking man. And so obviously with working with him and stuff, I've experienced all sides of Kevin. And um, <laughs> last summer, he would always say to us, shaking hands, cash and checks. <laughs> so it's not really a quote, but it's just like a way of life. And I think it's the funniest thing. And it's currently like my background on my computer, shaking hands, cash and checks. Because I guess, I don't know. I just think it's funny because that's just the way you got to go. You got to just keep moving, man. Shaking <laughs> hands, cash and checks. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, it's kind making of, the world go around, making friends. Making yeah, money, I guess so. So that's living your life. Quote. Oh, Nora, thank you so much for spending time with us and telling us about growing up in a small town and all the cool things that come along with it. And I really appreciate you working for MKM and best of luck when you go off to Laura's because this is going to air like the week that you move. So everybody's going to listen and I hope they wish Nora a successful first week of college. You're not getting rid of me that easy, Molly. (laughs) I know you're still going to be around, but all All right. right. Thanks so much, Nora. Thanks. Bye, Molly. Bye, everybody. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded.